0: Welcome to the Healing Place Podcast, where our guests will dive deep and discuss real issues like emotional trauma and profound loss to help you discover new ways of healing trauma in your life with transparency and purpose. Now, here's your host, Brianna.
1: Okay, so we are live now. So, um... Thank you for joining us for our first broadcast of the Healing Place. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, because this is a place where. Thank you we, for joining us for our uh-oh. first broadcast of the, the Healing Place. I'm excited. I'm excited. We today. have um, excited, um, some feedback from our. Um, from our um, I'm excited, I'm excited, we have I'm excited, um, um, some um, feedback <laughs> from our. We have some feedback. We are coming right back. Give me a minute. Okay. Here we are. Sorry. Um, We had some technical difficulties. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) We had feedback, but um, I'm excited about tonight's broadcast. I am excited about our guests on tonight. Um, Again, this is the healing place. Um, This is a place where we can come and we can be transparent um, where we will discover too, where we will discover um, how those who have been hurt have, um, journey to their way to healing um and so i'm excited i'm excited about my friend being here mary thank you for being here and joining us on tonight um i'm you know when i first um met you we met on um wordpress
0: that's right uh, fellow
1: fellow bloggers and so um it was to me it was an instant connection and um we've done some um i want to say we've done some work together maybe with my magazine i think it was
0: i think so yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. So um, I love your story, you know, um, even though it started off tragic. But I mean, it's it's beautiful to me. Your story is so, so beautiful the way that um, God had his hand in it. And um, so I'm going to um, digress and I'm going to give the stage to you for you to tell our audience about your story. Um, and I will interject whenever um, the Holy Spirit leads me to. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for inviting me um, to be here. Uh, I met um, my husband, Steve, um, when we were in high school. Uh, I was in the ninth grade. He was in the 11th grade, and we were high school sweethearts, Um, dated all through high school, um, mostly through college, broke up for a little while, got back together, Uh, grew up in Michigan, moved to Georgia, got married, uh, waited to have kids, Um, had our son, had our daughter. Um, He got a job as a firefighter. Um, I went to graduate school, um, had finally gotten a job as a school counselor, Um, you know, for all purposes, living the dream. You know, I was happy, Um, had a son, a daughter, husband that I adored. Um, And we had gone to Disney World and had no diaper bag, two potty trained kids. And I said, honey, you know let's have another baby and he said you know why do you want to have another baby we have a boy and a girl and we just went to disney with no diaper bag and i said please just one more well um you know i was 33 and he was about to be 35 and so um he said well you know what the hell okay so um i got pregnant really fast faster than I did with the others and um, I was surprised surprisingly I got pregnant that fast um, and then in September he turned 35 and um, in October um, he died in a motorcycle accident and um, I remember being very um, confused about why I was pregnant you know why why did God allow
1: hmm mm-hmm. why,
0: why did um, you know, I had two kids. I had a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter, and here now I'm pregnant with this baby. And I was 10 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you hear that feedback coming?
1: Okay. It is, it is. I'm trying to stop it. I'm sorry. Okay,
0: that's okay. So uh I, I wasn't quite sure yet, um, you know, where where God was leading me at all. You know, mm-hmm. in, um, but here I was pregnant. Um, and uh, the thing about the motorcycle was um, in June of that year, we had celebrated our 10th anniversary, our 10th wedding anniversary. We had been together 19 years and um, he had always wanted a motorcycle. Um, so for our anniversary, I surprised him with that motorcycle. Yeah. So that was a gift from me it was a surprise my friend helped me surprise him um so that was in june well in october he was in um, a motorcycle accident and um, the morning um, that he died um, i found out about the accident because i was driving to work and a friend of mine had left me um, a message on my um, phone and mm-hmm. she said Hey, there's, um, an accident, you know, on this road, you might want to go a different way to work because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of traffic. Um, and by the way, there's a motorcycle involved. So just make sure you know where Steve is. It was like a secondhand thought for her to say that. So I thought, well, that is kind of weird because Steve rode his motorcycle today. So I called the fire station. He should have been at work by then. And, um, he didn't answer his phone which was not unusual because once he got to work it wasn't like this was um in 2004 so phones were not what they are now you yes. know you, you got them and you put them away and that was it you didn't look at yeah. it again you know the days
1: of old yeah
0: right yeah so he would have put it in his locker and gone about his day so I didn't think much about him not answering my call so I called the station itself and um, I was assuming that he was at work and they said, um, he's not here yet. Well, that's when I got a clue that something wasn't right because he, um, left hours ago, you know? And I, so I told them, I said, my friend said that there was an accident and he should be at work. So they said, well, um, why don't you call 911 and just see what, you know, if you can get some information and we'll see what we can do here. And I said, okay. So, I hang up and I call 911 and I give them their name. They're like, no, we don't have any record of, you know, Steve in this accident. And I said, oh, okay. Well, during this whole time, um, the chief at my husband's fire department was getting notified that he, in fact, was in an accident. It was in a different um, location. So the 911 where I was calling didn't have him on record because it was a different his accident was actually somewhere else Mm -hmm. so i get a call and they say um can someone drive you and so at this point i'm getting very confused because i'm driving to work and i'm like what do you mean can someone Mm -hmm. drive me i'm in the car well you know he's on his way to the hospital and i said oh well i'll just meet you there and in the meantime i leave him a voicemail hey babe i'm on my way to the hospital you yeah. know, don't worry. I, I know where you're at because I'm thinking he's worried about me. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that anything fatal or, you know. Yeah. So I get there and the fire trucks are all lined up. And it was very odd because um this hospital was in one county and my husband worked two counties over. And the fire trucks were from his department. So they were not like Cobb County, they were DeKalb County, they were all lined up. And so everything was very surreal. And um, they wouldn't let me see him. And they kept telling me he's in a CAT scan, he's in a CAT scan. And so um, nobody would tell me and and I was calling my friends and I kept saying something's not right. Like, nobody's telling me anything. And so he he had passed away. um, By the time I, you know, learned um, anything I saw the doctors coming down the hall towards me and one of my friends was saying I'm sure he's fine and I I just remember yelling at her I you don't see the way they're looking at me it's the way mm-hmm. they're looking at me something isn't right the way they're looking at me you know because mm-hmm. everybody had that look mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to tell me how seriously he was injured is what it was
1: mm-hmm. everybody
0: knew how seriously he was injured but nobody would tell me mm-hmm so he had passed away. Um, so here I am. I was 10 weeks pregnant, six-year-old, three-year-old. Um, no family here except for a cousin. I live in Georgia. Um, all of our family was in Michigan. So um, it, was, it was a very lonely time. Um, I didn't know any young widows. I was 33. Um, to me, widow meant old grandma, <laughs> right. you know, um, there wasn't the internet. I mean, it wasn't like now where you could go to Facebook and find, you know, find companionship with others. I mean, you just, yeah. you didn't have it. Um, so, uh, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing that I did do was I just kept going to church yeah. because I felt like when I was in church, I knew where he was. And it was the only time that I felt like I knew where he was. Mm -hmm. And all the rest of the time, I just kept thinking, where is he? And when's he going to come home? Mm -hmm. Um, and so our baby was born and, um, a healthy baby boy. And, uh, a couple of years later, I remarried because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And, um, it didn't take me very long to realize that was a mistake. (laughs) Um, And, uh, got divorced right away. My kids were no worse for the wear. They were like, we're done with that. You know, like they were, (laughs) um, and you know, I was more concerned about how it was going to affect them, but Mm -hmm. they, uh, they were, they were fine. And, um, you know, uh, the longer that I've been um, on this journey, the more I've realized that a lot of widowed women um, almost or
1: do remarry the wrong person first. Mm-hmm. Well, can, well, can we can we talk about that? What what do you think? Mm-hmm. What is it that drives them to do that?
0: Um, it's a couple of things. First of all, the loneliness is so incredibly hard. Um, it's a physical loneliness. It's an emotional loneliness. Um, uh, I think too, for me, I just felt like I would never love someone the way that I loved him. So mm-hmm. I thought this is as healed as I'm ever going to be, mm-hmm. you know, So it, this is as good as it's ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was good enough You know, just good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I also felt like I was a better mom when I was married, and I was fighting God's plan for my life. You know, I I wasn't I wasn't understanding that I can fight it and fight it and fight it, but He still has a plan for my life.
1: (laughs) Yes, and you know, I'm glad you said that because. I spoke with a lady, um, who had lost, she had lost her husband and she, um, ended up marrying the wrong guy. And her story was that it was a friend and he was just there the whole time. And I guess Mm -hmm. something about, he had his eyes on her the whole time they were married. And so anyway, they ended up marrying and she felt like she couldn't, um, be good to her children being single. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like Lord but the Lord you know he says that when father and mother leaves us or you know the bible says us, but when they're not there he's there you know when we're alone he's our husband um so yeah I think well
0: the lord he met all of my needs um, mm-hmm. died um I had people bringing food and I mean I had like my grass was cut and there were firefighters who showed up that I didn't even know that said, Hey, I heard you need new tires on your van. Mm -hmm. And I had tires on my van. And I mean, it was the Lord met all of our needs. And Mm -hmm. so for me not to trust that he would do that anyway, was just because I was so broken Mm -hmm. Um, and losing Steve. It broke me. I was broken.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, you know, at that point I was 33 and I had been with him for 19 years. So that was more than half of my life you mm-hmm. know? I Didn't no life be without him. Right. So, um, so got divorced, married and divorced two and a half years. <laughs> so that was like, whoo, we're, we're done. Yeah. Um, and was amicable and, um, you know, still run into him occasionally and the kids are fine, you know, so that, that was good. Um, and it was shortly thereafter that I met online, the man that I am married to now. And, um, one thing that I have told my kids, because I know it to be true now, the longer that you are with someone that isn't right for you, Mm -hmm. the longer you're prolonging from meeting the person that the Lord really has already picked out for you.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: And the difference between the two relationships for me was that, um, I, when I started dating my current husband, there was no hurry or rush or anything for us to do anything besides just date each other. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be a mom Mm -hmm. and he was good at that. And so, I just got to focus on my kids and enjoy them and be their mom and do all of that. And um, so for five years, we saw each other on the weekends, you Mm -hmm. know, because during the week I was a mom and I was a band mom and I was a soccer mom and I was a gymnastics mom. And, um, and I learned that God intended that to happen. Mm -hmm. And he also took care of me in such a way that I was financially secure enough that I could work part-time and do that. And mm-hmm. I know that not, not every widowed woman is blessed that way, but Steve right. also took care of us that way,
1: you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So I met my, my current husband and we met online on match.com. You know, I'm like, we should be on a commercial, honey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Um, but it, it really was, um, the hand of God because, um, our kids went to the same schools, um, because his ex-wife and I, I worked in the district that his ex-wife lived in. So there was a lot of, um, things that happened naturally. We didn't have to force any blending. We didn't have to Um, Our kids are very close in age. They all liked each other. They all got along. There wasn't, um, it was just easy. It was very easy. He had a very busy job. So um, during the week, he was busy. I was busy. Everything was easy. Um, And then um, once we decided to blend our families, um, it actually was after the kids started bugging us. When are y'all going to buy a house? I mean, really? Um, When we finally did. We had trouble adjusting, not the kids. (laughs) Um, In fact, my daughter um, at the time said to me, are you guys going to break up? And I said, no, why? And she said, you've been fighting a lot. (laughs) And I said, well, I've lived on my own for a long time and been in charge of our family. And he's been in charge of his family and been on his own. So we're having some adjustment issues here. Uh The kids all did great. Because um, we had five kids with us at the time when we blended our family uh, mm-hmm. and four were teenagers. Um, so we did that. And then um, my daughter and son sat him down and asked him to adopt them.
1: Wow, really?
0: Yes. And they said, you're our dad and we we want you. We want to have your name. Um, How did it make you we- feel? Um, what well, we, we had talked about it beforehand. Um, and so I, you know, I knew, and they were, they had asked me, um, and I was, you know, really, um, happy for them. My oldest, um, had decided not to do that because he was already, um, older than 18, you know, mm-hmm. and moved out of the house. And so, um, but they were so considerate. They asked all their stepbrothers and sisters and, my other son. So they made sure it was good with everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and everybody was good. So, um, at that time they were still calling my husband by his name. And so his only response was, um, well, you, you'll have to call me dad, (laughs) you know? And so that was cool. So we went through the whole Mm -hmm. adoption process and, um, my daughter moved her previous last name to her middle name. So she has both her dad's names. And then my youngest son, um, his middle name is Steve. And so he has both his dad's names as well.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So well, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's really, really beautiful. Because it's almost, I don't want to say rare, but I've heard um, stories of, um, of couples when it came time to blend their families, mm-hmm. um, some of the difficulties that they experienced during that. And so I, think,
0: I think it's because we waited so long. I mean, mm-hmm. we really, we, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, it was over five years before we ever blended. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, the kids at that point, I mean, like they, they spent time together by themselves, like even without us. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had at one point, we had three together in the same high school and so, I think at that point, they've been together for so long.
1: Yeah, and it did. And like you said, by being in the same high school, um, it just made it really easier.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I wanted us to go back. If you don't mind, if it's too much, just let me know. I wanted us to go back because I'm not sure if you know that um, I used to work as a chaplain in the hospital. And so I worked many cases Um, and I um, learned firsthand how close uh, firemen are. Oh, my gosh is a whole. It's a family. It is. A um, yes, and I've worked uh, work in those cases. It, it it just gave me a new sense of what family is because it's not always, you know, your blood relations, but it's those that um, stand by you. And yeah. so, at that moment when you came to the hospital and you saw um, the trucks lined up. Mm-hmm. Did you have any, did you have something gnawing at you that said this might not be too good?
0: No, because um, I knew the guys were there because they loved him. I mean, Mm -hmm. and something had happened. Um, I, uh, it was all very surreal. At that time, I had a minivan that had a built-in car seat and I had my three-year-old with me. And so I called my school where I worked and I, I said, um, I was the school counselor at a high school and I called my coworker and I said, I need you to come get Caitlin and mm-hmm. take her to preschool. I mean, at this point I'm still not even, I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking Steve's hurt, you know, people are in motorcycle accidents all the time and they recover. Um, and I said, but you have to get a car seat. Cause I don't have a car seat to give you. Mm-hmm. And you know, now it sounds so crazy, but, um, so she's like, okay, well, so the firefighters were holding Caitlin and said, no, I wasn't even thinking about that because we were all so very close. You know, mm-hmm. we were all friends. And like you said, we're, we're just, we're family. Mm-hmm. Well, what didn't occur to me at that time was that there were people from my church that were showing up mm-hmm. and people from my work and firefighters and like all of a sudden all these people are coming Mm-hmm. And that's when I started saying to my friend, people are looking at me really funny. And there's all these people that are here. And um, I finally stopped a nurse in the hall. And I said, is somebody going to update me on my husband? Because at this point, I mean, nobody had talked to me yet. Mm-hmm. And she said, I know he still has a heartbeat. And that's mm-hmm. the first thing anyone said to me. And I said, and, and that's when I called his parents. Yeah. And they were in Michigan. I had not called anyone yet. Mm-hmm. And I called them and I said, um, I, I don't know what's happened, but it's really bad. And you, you need to come here. Yeah, and, and that that's all, you know, that's all I knew. I just said, yeah. I, I, I don't know, but you need to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time I had been told that he um, that he died, I called my friend. And she said, but I have the car seat. I mean, it was just like, it was just this whole like, what do you mean he died? I have the car seat. I'm on my way, you know, mm-hmm. because it was just, so it was so surreal. Yeah. And then yeah. after the day, I found out that like one of my church friends that she had called the hospital and said, I know you can't give me information, but I'm wondering if I should come. And they had said, yes, you need to come, you know, so that's how they were getting the information.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they d- they wouldn't give out information, but they said, yes, she's going to need your support. So that's okay. how people were finding out to come.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all
0: I knew is I was looking up and all these people were here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing, too, because, uh, again, I've worked many cases and I've not seen that ever happen. Um, and so I've seen it where um, there's little support, you know, um, yeah. or the the uh, wife has called. She's been the one to make the calls, but um, yeah, that, I mean, for you to have been in a um, state where you didn't have much family, but you still had that support. And it's almost as though God said, I'm going to arrange this so she can still have this cushion around her. You know? He
0: had, I mean, when I look back, God's hand was so, Steve and I were prior to the year before he died, we were, we were married Catholic because he grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were the go-to-church-on-Easter-and-Christmas right. church-going people
1: because
0: mm-hmm. neither one of us felt connected to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And so about a year before he died, we started going to church because we had Cameron and Caitlin, and we felt the pull mm-hmm. to find a church and feel connected because we wanted our children to have faith. Mm-hmm. And we found this really small Lutheran church that we really felt connected to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we started going there. Um, Steve died in October, the previous November I was baptized. And so were the kids. Wow. In February, we made our wills. I mean, the Lord set up our set us up for this. And, yeah. and when I tell you we were involved in church, Steve was studying the Bible for the first time in his life you know, because Catholics, they don't really study the Bible.
1: Oh, I know. I know.
0: You know, they don't do like Bible studies, you know, mm-hmm. and he was going to Bible study. We were, we were volunteering to clean the church. We, I mean, we were like in church, you know, um, and we were, we were involved in church. We were, um, he, we had made our will. Um, mm-hmm. So even when he died, all of our documents were all together because we had just made our will. Um, it, yeah. I mean, and when we made our will, we got life insurance and I mean, the Lord had set us up and Mm -hmm. I had a church family, which really, if it had happened one year previous, I would not have. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I felt God all around me.
1: Mm -hmm. And I mean, God is just so good like that. Mm. it's like we cannot beat the love that he has for us even though during we can be in a crisis and we don't understand but he's so right there and it's like I've already went before you and prepared the way
0: yes and then when um when I was at the hospital and I wanted to see him you know Mm. when he died and they they were worried you know we need to clean him up and this and and I you know because I immediately went into denial you have the wrong person Mm. um we're not you know because where they were telling me his accident was, I was very confused. That isn't his normal route to go to work. And so I kept saying, like, you have the wrong person because that's not even the way he goes to work. Right. You know. So I said, I need to see him. You know, I don't believe you. Well, we need to clean him up. I don't want you to clean him up because I don't believe you. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my pastor went in with me. Okay. You know, Will you go with me and pray with me? And so, um, the support that I had, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had previously. Wow. And so then, um, it was it was a different. Um, I had always had faith. I became saved and became a Christian um, in elementary school, um, but I wouldn't have had the support of a church family
1: mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. quite the same way. Yeah, you know? yeah. and my pastor, that's very important. Yes. Yeah, that is very, very important. Um, mm-hmm. because it's nothing worse than you know going through a tragic situ- situation and having to go alone by yourself, get through it by yourself without mm-hmm. the support. Even though sometimes, um, I know there's a, a array of emotions that can happen, and <laughs> at times you might say, "I don't want to be bothered," you know. But the mm-hmm. fact that people are still keep walking in, keep walking in, and letting you know I'm here whenever you're ready, I'm here.
0: Well, and our faith you know, um, and all the time, you know, growing, like, you know, we don't, um, I kept the kids, we, we went to Lutheran church for a long time. Um, and as, um, the years have gone by and we've changed and we've grown, um, we are now at a, um, a more contemporary church and the kids and I, um, have gone different places. My daughter, um, decided to get baptized, um, again, when she was in middle school, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what she wrote, you know, because they had to write, you know, and her middle school pastor was going to baptize her, and and she, so as he's reading it, mm-hmm. I'm standing there, and she, of course, I cried my face off, because she wrote, <laughs> my dad died when I was little, and my mom took us to church, and that's how we got through it, and I mean so she's talking about how and our faith just grew and grew and that's how we got through losing my dad and I don't know where I'd be and so I'm just like crying my face off because it was at that moment I realized that I didn't raise these kids alone.
1: Mm. No.
0: I didn't. I mean he was with me. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: And um you know but I mean I felt alone a lot of times. hmm
1: hmm mm-hmm. And and I think that's the thing, you know. Um, especially as when you're when you're when you're a, a single parent, and it feels like, um, you know, I know I've had um, feelings of nobody understands. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you lurking on the you, you see me on the outside, but you don't understand mm-hmm. how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, when I go to, when I go to sleep at night, when I put the kids down at night, you don't understand how lonely it gets because, you know, of course, God made us for relationships. Mm -hmm. And so when we are used, especially after 19 years, I'm used to this relationship Mm -hmm. and it's hard to adjust because this is my, this has been my routine. This Mm -hmm. has been my normal. And now this is not, you know,
0: what's so unique about losing a spouse. And I, you know, I, I, spend time with new widows and you know that's something that i do regularly is that when you lose a spouse you lose the ability to see your future because you mm-hmm. plan well someday when we retire we're going to do this right. You know, when our kids are grown we're going to do this or mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do next year you know or i mean like right now i already have a condo booked for april for spring break You know, you know, like, like these are things you do with a spouse, right? Mm -hmm. So when you lose that person, your Mm -hmm. ability to see the future disappears because all of a sudden all those plans have changed Mm -hmm. and um, it shakes the very foundation and, and it is a very different kind of loss. And um, I had someone compare it to a divorce to me. And I said, it's, it's not, it's not the same. Um, because I didn't choose this, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't something that I chose, you know, Mm I, I went to sleep and I woke up and he was gone. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't, this isn't the same. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I've been through both, you know, I got Mm -hmm. divorced and I've been widowed and, um, it, it's not the same
1: no yeah. so, um i've heard um i've heard um women who s- say that you know your spouse is somebody that you never expect to not be with you n- you don't think about losing them you don't think about not being with them um i've heard had a um a, a, a older lady tell me you know I've, i actually would th- think about losing my children she said but i never thought i would lose my husband mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something too when when she was talking to me and I thought I was like, well, you know, she said it's almost like a ripping away. She said, because you truly become one. She said, if you do it the right way, you become one. Mm-hmm. She said, so when her husband passed away, that it felt like a part of her soul was being ripped had been ripped away from her. And it was a part of her that she said she had lost part of her identity mm-hmm. because they were wrapped up into one another. And so she said she, it took her some time and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you experienced it, but she said it took her some time to get back to know who she was without him. Mm-hmm. Cause she said she didn't know.
0: Yeah. Um, and like, I'm a completely different person. Like there, there've been times where, um, and I may have blogged about it. I, I, I'm not sure where I thought would he even recognize me? Like, I wonder if my job would even be the same. You know, mm-hmm. because my job has taken a different turn and yeah. um because we we are different, you know, mm-hmm. and when I when I used to meet um with Modern Widows Club, you know, we would talk about like what are some things that you've had to do since he's been gone that have made you more independent or that you didn't do before, or you know, because you become a new person because yeah. that loss is so great, you know, mm-hmm. that And, and so when I look at, um, when we, we downsized our house and I came across some old, um, Mm videotapes from when the kids were little and I was watching some and it looks like a whole nother person when I look at myself, you know, and it's like the before and the after, um, Mm -hmm. because I was so, um, I, I don't know if innocent is the right word, but so just in my bliss and you know had no idea that you know Mm -hmm. that he was going to be gone you know so it's like the before and the after and Mm -hmm. uh, my husband now the other day we were talking about um marriage and he said he feels like it's like uh you're two sides of the same coin
1: Mm, that's good
0: you know he said because um you become that like that much you know it's like two Mm -hmm. sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. And, um, because I said something to him about, um, marriage and he said, he said he never felt like that in his first marriage. And he said that now he does and he gets it. He said, now I get it. He said, Mm -hmm. because it feels like me and you are two sides of the same coin. He said, I can't imagine ever like rolling over and you not being there. Um, yeah. And so I thought that's a good way to
1: describe that. It is. That's real good. That's real good. Um, So I want us to talk about your, your career change, because I, I think I remember when you started going into your counseling, because I think we kind of started at the same time. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, we know what happened to mine. But tell us how you changed careers. How did that come about?
0: Well, I um well, you know, when Steve was here, I went to grad school um and became a school counselor. Mm hmm. So I was doing school counseling and plodding along and then um, Steve passed away and um, I uh, decided to work part time and the school district I worked in um, had part time school counselors, which was awesome. So that's what I was doing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I've always had a passion for uh, suicide prevention. Um, And so um, in my district, they had a prevention intervention department and they had a grant for a suicide prevention, uh, program. Mm -hmm. And they called me up and they're like, we need a coordinator for this program. And we really think you'd be great. So I started doing that and school counseling together. Um, and then it eventually just leaned over to where I was only doing prevention, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, I ended up doing that for about 10 years. And then, um, the school district that I live in, Uh, contacted me about four years ago and said, we want you to come over here and do prevention intervention and start all these programs that you've done over in the other district. So, um, and I had been doing uh, part-time seeing clients as a therapist um, and then working in the schools part-time. But when I started here doing, doing it full-time, I just, you know, too much. So, so now, now I do prevention full-time instead of part-time and part-time therapy. Um, okay. But I use my counseling a lot because I work with the school counselors and, um, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I still have such a passion for kids and suicide prevention and you know all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. If you had to leave um, those that are listening, those that are, are struggling with um, trying to um, heal, from the loss of a spouse, um, what would you tell them? What, um, can you tell them some of the things that help you to heal and to uh, really open up um, their heart again to love? Um, cause I know that, um, I've heard some women say that, you know, I would never, I, I feel like I could never do it again. I feel like I would be betraying, um, my spouse if I went and married again.
0: Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is really um, just one day at a time, you know, and, and that that sounds so corny, except for when you're in the midst of it, you mm-hmm. know, um, because it really is a one day at a time. You know, um, it's like two steps forward and one step back. Um, it's been 17 years for me. It was 17 years um, last week. And even after 17 years, there are some days where the grief just still hits me you know, um, where I just really, you know, I look at my kids and I think, wow, you know, does he see them? You know, I I really hope that he, he sees them. Um, so give yourself grace, you know, be okay with that, that, um, that's going to happen. Um, as far as opening yourself up to love, um, I think, um, it's more about opening yourself up to being happy you know, and it being okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, once told someone that um, I believe Steve's in heaven. And so he is in the most glorious, most wonderful place that that I can't wait to be. So whatever I do with my life here makes no difference to him there. So Mm -hmm. if I am miserable or if I am happy, it makes no difference to him. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for me, but he is not grieving for me mm-hmm. because he's in heaven. Right. <laughs> and there is no right. grief in heaven.
1: Right, right. So
0: he is waiting for me, but mm-hmm. me being miserable down here does nothing for Steve. So I can honor him by living a happy life, by being a great mom by loving again, by Mm -hmm. showing, by giving back to God, the gift that he gave me, which is my life, because Mm -hmm. I rode that motorcycle with Steve plenty of times. And if it was my time to go, we would have been on that bike together. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how I think about it. You know, if, if it was, if it was your time too, then, the Lord would have taken you too. And mm-hmm. it's not. And so our life is our gift back to God mm-hmm. and what we do with it. And our spouse is not hurting for us. And my son um, at six years old, one time um, came in, I was, I was in my room and he had heard me crying and he came in and he held my hand and he said, mommy, daddy will be just fine without you. Really? He did. And I remember thinking, but I'm not okay without daddy. But in his infinite wisdom at six years old, he was telling me, mm. daddy's fine, mom. <laughs> Why are you crying? Daddy's fine.
1: Yeah. That's amazing because I I know that it had to be God put that in his spirit for him to come and tell you.
0: He did. And I just, cause I, cause I just was like, but I'm, you know, I'm the one that's not Okay.
1: But Mm -hmm. really,
0: that's what grief is. It's us. It's us wanting them here. But Mm -hmm. they're in heaven, you know. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. in the blink of an eye, we will be there too.
1: Yes. And, you know, I was talking to someone who had lost someone. And we were talking. And I said, you know, I said, honestly, I said, if we could pull back the thin layer um, between here and the spirit realm. And I said, you could see your loved one. I said, I promise you, they would tell you they don't want to come back. It's Mm -hmm. so much better there, you know, Mm -hmm. and they would tell you to live your life so that one day you can come and see them. That's right. You know, know, and so it would, like you said, be better to honor them by the way you choose to live your life.
0: And my daughter, um, one time someone said to her, well, gosh, what's it been like to only grow up with them, you know, to have, have only a mom? And she looked at her, she said, Um, I, I don't know, like that, that's all I've ever known. You know, our kids are resilient. Um, I know so many widowed women worry, are my kids going to be okay? They are, they're resilient, do what you need to do. You know, my son, my six-year-old, he had the hardest time. He spent many years in counseling. Um, you know, he was on anxiety medication and ADHD medication. And boy, that kid gave me a run for my money. You know, and he was a difficult child to raise, That he is a thriving, healthy adult that's doing good things now. But you know what? Kids are resilient and they're going to be okay. And um, any widow with kids, you know, that's something I really, you know, want them to know is that kids are very resilient. You Mm -hmm. know, and if you're okay, your kids will be okay. But they really do look to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm glad you brought that up about your son, because sometimes um, we can go through things and we can blame ourselves and say that maybe perhaps if I did something better or if I wasn't so sad or, you know, this is my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the reason my child is, is doing uh, or, you know, is going through this phase. But even though it's raining now, there is sunshine that will come if you just stick with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and know that like, you know, God is still here. I understand why, but we're going to get through this together. Well,
0: and sometimes you need mental health help.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. I have been in and out of counseling, you know, in 17 years, I've taken antidepressants, you know, when I've needed them. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need more and that is totally okay. Yes. You know, sometimes you need more and it's okay. Mm And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I believe the Lord gives us what we need, you know, yes. and that, sometimes yes. that might be that antidepressant that you need, you know, because yeah. um, I'll tell you, my son was a very difficult child to raise. And mm-hmm. when I was by myself and I had three of them and he was acting out and, you know, it was hard and mm-hmm. I needed to get support for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being a good mom means taking care of you, too and mm-hmm. that's important because when we're grieving we have to take care of us too.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's really good cuz self-care means a lot. And a lot of times they put so much people have so much um negative or the stigmatism that goes um uh, behind seeking counseling, a mental health counseling and having to yes. take a pill in order to feel better. Um and I think m- me myself as a pastor, um I oftentimes would tell a member you need to go and seek help. You know. Mm-hmm. And right now I believe you need to get some medicine because mm-hmm. you know, praying and, and reading the word is not going to do it for you. You got that's something true. going on chemically that's that right. you need to go get some help for. And it's nothing wrong with that. You no. especially when you've been through something traumatic.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? And and that's when, when you lose a spouse too, that's a trauma to your body. And yes, it takes it a long time. It's like um when you lose a child, whenever you have a loss like that, it takes a long time for your body to recover from that trauma. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and It's okay if we need help for that. And our children may need help with that and they may need counseling. And the thing with children's grief is theirs comes and goes, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they'll be fine for six months and then cry. Or angry or, you know, I mean, they could be fine for three years and then all of a sudden have an outburst, you know, their grief comes and goes so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, you know, Connor, my, my baby, um, you know, he, uh, I, I knew at some point he would realize that his dad died before he was born mm-hmm. and he was about nine years old and we were at the cemetery and he looked at the stone and he said, that's my name there. Cause he saw Stephen and I, in that, you know, his middle name. And I said, yeah. And he said, 2004, he said, is that when he died? And I said, yeah. And he said, I was born in 2005. And I said, yeah, like he was putting it all together and I knew it would happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was nine. And he said, he died before I was born. And I said, yes. And I was like waiting because I thought this is it. And he just let out this wail and he just cried and cried and cried. And he said, it's not fair, mommy, that I never got to meet him. And I just held him and held him and held him. And I thought he gets it Mm -hmm. because all these years, you know, he would say things like, well, where's my picture with daddy? You know, where's my picture? Like he just, he didn't get it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we would say, well, honey, you weren't born yet, you know, but, um, eventually he got it and then he was fine after that, you Mm -hmm. know, but that's kids grief, Yeah, you know, it comes Mm -hmm. and it
1: goes and it comes Mm and it goes. Yeah. That is good. That is good. Yeah. Well, I thank you for joining us. Um, I do, uh like I said, I think your, your story is so beautiful. Um, even though it started off tragic, but it's just blossomed into this just beautiful story for, um, other widows to be able to come to and get support. Um, and I put on the, um, comments um if you guys want to go and follow her on widow plus three uh, her stories are amazing uh, are amazing it's like when you get the pen in your hand and you begin to write you're like you're writing this story for you to be able to visually visibly see what's going on and so um guys please 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 go follow her widow uh, widowplus 3com um, again you will love it um again i thank you for joining us thank you for doing this oh, this means not- so much
0: and um i hope that you guys all have a great evening and
1: you too you too and um i will, hopefully we'll talk soon love you yeah. love you too okay bye-bye bye-bye again guys thank you for joining us um um, please don't forget to share um, comment. Let us know how you enjoy tonight's broadcast. If you know of um, someone that has recently lost um, a spouse, please um, share this broadcast with them. Um, and please don't forget to go to widowplus3.com and find Mary uh, her, her blog and how she blogs about her um, journey and her experiences because um, your emotions are real how you feel. Um, is a real thing. But remember that you can get through it. You're not the only one who is experiencing the things that you're going through. There is somebody else out here who knows how you feel. And so take the time and visit, share if you know of somebody that needs to hear the story. Um, if you haven't already, like our YouTube page, um, go to our Facebook page and like us. Um, you will be able to find us on um, Apple, um, iTunes, um, Spotify, um, anywhere where they have um, podcasts, um, our show will be available there as well. Um, Again, I thank you for joining us for our uh, world premiere. Um, I I apologize for our technical difficulties in the beginning, but again, we will see you here next week, same time, same place, um, 7 p.m. next week. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining the Healing Place podcast. We hope you've discovered new ways of healing the trauma and losses in your life. Our podcast is supported by listeners like you by using the link in our bio. Join us next time and remember to subscribe and be part of the healing conversation.